Shelly's hanging out with the girls for girls' night. Where should they go? Ooh, they should call me. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I'll be texting you like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's hilarious. Welcome to Lunch with Shelly, the podcast featuring conversations with colleagues, friends, family, business leaders. At lunch, here's Shelly. There's an article from Forbes magazine that has a very telling title, which is, With 10 Restaurants in D.C., Ashok is the City's Gastronomic Power Broker. That's pretty amazing and accurately describes who our special guest is today. Ashok Bajaj is easily one of the most successful restaurateurs that Washington has ever had. And as a result, as GQ magazine put it, he is one of the 50 most powerful people in Washington. I especially like that title, too, since Ashok is always impeccably dressed while in power mode and deserves that accolade from exactly GQ magazine. While I've known Ashok for about as long as we've both been in this city, I have watched with sheer amazement and joy as he has opened restaurant after popular restaurant after popular restaurant for the last several decades. Ashok and I first met when he was the owner of the fabulous 701 restaurant where, as listeners to this podcast may recall, was the first place that my pal Cheryl and I ran away to for our first of so many fancy and special lunches. I will always fondly remember that first lunch with those beautiful cloth napkins and delicious food and still cherish the times I spent at his caviar bar for pre-New Year's outings and more. I can clearly picture Ashok at that bar And I can tell you, he looks shockingly and exactly the same today as he did then. Whether you're at the Bombay Club, where we are now, or Rasika, Benda's, Madena, Labiz, Annabelle's, or Sababa, what I want to tell our listeners, and what I'm enormously impressed by, is that Ashok is one of the hardest working people I know. And in this city, that's saying a lot. Every time I'm at one of his restaurants, I always ask for him, and every time, without fail, the response is always that he's not here yet, but he will be, or you just missed him. But Ashik goes to each and every restaurant every day. I don't know how he does it all, but he does. Ashok is lovely, super nice, elegant, smart, and thoughtful. And I am truly grateful to have Ashok Bajaz as our special guest on the Lunch with Shelley podcast. Welcome, Ashok, and let's have lunch. Well, th- thanks for the very, very fabulous and kind introduction. Oh, it is all true. (laughs) I am so, so excited that you're dining with us. So tell us about your journey coming to D.C., because I think we both got here in the late 80s, right? That's correct. Yes, that's correct. So how did you pick D.C.? Well, I was in London, okay, in my 20s, and then I was looking to make a change. And, um, And from London, I went to Australia, came back to London. I was trying to find a new home. And D.C. felt like a new home. For me, it was a manageable city. It has the small city glamour. I mean, yeah. you know, President Reagan was in the office. Then, right. You know. They were the heady days. Yes, yeah. they were. You know, so late 80s were very glamorous in D.C. Um, it just, you know, energy felt right. So I decided to open my first restaurant here. And where was the first one? Because it wasn't 701. There was no, something it's the Bombay Club. Where are we sitting now? Right now? Yeah. And this place is right near the White House. It is so gorgeous. Yeah. And George H.W. Bush started coming here, right? Yes. He came, well, it started with uh, President Clinton. Okay. Okay. So it started with President Clinton. And then George H.W. started coming here. Oh, okay. President Bush was the first. 
and then President Obama came during when he was the uh, he was a senator, and um, and then after that, you know, I mean, everybody. Well, well yeah. <laughs> and you just renovated it. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Well, you know, I try to do that every six, seven years, keep the restaurants fresh, and I mean, clientele is still the same. I mean, you know, right. It's, 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 lunches are difficult in in Washington right now, but I'm fortunate. Bombay Club is packed, as you see. Sure. Yeah, you know? thank God. So, I mean, yeah, this God. place yeah. is really doing incredibly yeah. well. And as you know, um, restaurants that we love down the street have stopped serving lunch. But what do you think about lunch in this city post-COVID? It's changed. It's changed. I mean, it's um, there are days you walk in the restaurant and you see there's a power lunch going on. People are right. meeting, you know, meeting here from the White House or, or the State Department. And there are other days you walk in here and say, what happened today? Right. You know, but I don't think the power lunches would ever go away because all the deals are cut during a meal. Right. So people are still meeting, you know, during the COVID, they will meet outside on the patios. Now people are more comfortable and they come into the dining room. So uh, I don't think the power lunches will go away, but it it may take a while to get back to, to where they were before. Do you feel like it's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday thing? Absolutely right yeah. now. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because people are not coming on Mondays, or some people come on Monday, and some come on Friday. So right now it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. But a Friday lunch is so fun. Well, yeah. yeah how, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe we need to do something to entice them to come exactly. back, right? You are listening to Lunch with Shelly. Going back to when you settled in Washington, so I'm a native Washingtonian. I grew up in Northeast D.C. You know, there's something when your change is hard, obviously, for people, and, and having to change, it to, you know, where you're going to live and, and put roots somewhere. What was it? You mentioned small town and stuff, like, but there's something else you feel that's almost intangible when you feel it when you're in a place that you say, okay, this is where I'm going to settle. This is where I'm going to be. What was it that may have been? Like intangible about this area. There, there wasn't one thing, Claude. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 you walk around the city and you you know I was here for a couple of months, maybe thinking about it. Shall I do it? Not do it? Can I can I live here? Can I uh, you know? And does it feel right to me? So my energy was fitted in the place, and I and and then remember, Claude. Back then, there were not many good restaurants. Sure, you right, know, right, I mean, right. mo- mostly. That's Most, true. Mostly you had a lot of steakhouses and French restaurants. <laughs> and I'm coming from London. I mean, London has grown since then as well. Um, so D.C., I, in my mind, was D.C. could use a good restaurant. And so, the whole, and so even in coming, the whole point was to come. I mean, you said you were in your 20s. Was to come and establish as a restaurant. I mean, to open restaurants. Well, my goal was to open Bombay Club here, go to New York, open okay. one more. <laughs> you know, and uh, go. But you saw a <laughs> You know, after opening this, and I said, can I do another one in another state or city? Mm-hmm. You know, I found it difficult to, to do it. Um, and especially finding the talent for Bombay mm-hmm. Club and et cetera. Um, and uh, in other cities, and then I, you know, then I ended up opening Seven O One, which was the first. You know, oh my it was, God! Uh, you it used was to so come, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. You used to come there for your Christmas. Uh, yep. At the bar. The caviar. caviar I know. And then we, had, you know, we had a, we had a jazz every night there. We had two pieces oh, during yeah, the week. Yeah, there was that pianist. Yeah, Alex. Yeah. yeah. So we had and Lenny and so many others and. 
um, and then the in the evening on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we had a theme. So it was became a, and we had the champion bar. Mm-hmm. It became a kind of a gathering place. Yeah. You know, and um, then it success with 701 and Bombay Club. Then I opened Oval Room across the street, which is called Lobby's now. And um, and then... Perfectly located. Right. I sort of want to get back to 701 because you were so prescient. Because 701 was rather close to the hill. It wasn't on the hill, yes. but it was... Sort of a great meeting place for people that worked on Capitol sure. Hill, but also lobbyists who were from yeah. K Street didn't have to go all the way right. back. Right. But you were so prescient because that was before um, any of the Verizon Center or any of that. Oh, no, Verizon there. Center opened much later. And yeah. Yeah, the people were not really... See, I think when you're from out of town or out of the city and you see things with different different eyes, fresh eyes, and saying, and that was a beautiful project. Oh, my God. I still so would have been there if they didn't want to raise my rent by... Sixty percent. Is that what happened? Well, yeah, exactly what happened. Yeah, I took the piano from seven seven oh one, put it at Annabelle. Oh, you did? <laughs> I did. You know, I put the piano there, and a lot of lot of the artwork which was there at seven oh one, I placed them at Annabelle. So you are listening to lunch with Shelley. I love Sababa. Thank yeah, Sababa. Sababa is so cool. So, so this is how Sababa came along. You know, so there was Adeo. And there was a Badeo, which is a day Right, Badeo. right, right, right. So wine bar and modern American cuisine. Right. So the whole city, the whole country was moving into more ethnic food. And people were eating more ethnic food and becoming more popular. And 20 years later, I said, you know what, I'm going to change the concept. But I want to do something different. I want to do Israeli food. There has been Israeli food in the city, but not like a restaurant. There was one in Rockville, I was told, and there was other places. And I couldn't understand what Israeli food would be until I went to Israel two or three times to see, okay, what is... And then it's just very well. I went to Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, and I had a... And the markets are great there. And, you know, you come back with inspiration. And then Ryan Moore, who's the chef there, he's the opening chef. It's been five years, believe it or not, five years anniversary. Oh, I can believe it. March 12th will be five years. Wow. I feel like it's been seven or eight, really. Yeah, well, it feels like this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was sort of one of my questions. I mean, I guess this is sort of like asking which child you love best. But do you have a favorite restaurant right now? Does it change? You you know, this is the question I get asked a lot. But, you know, it's um, hard to determine. You know, it's because they're all so different. Right. You know, um, cuisine-wise, ambience-wise. Uh, you know, there's Italian as from Modena. If I'm right. in the mood for, you know, I had dinner there last night at Modena. So it depends on the mood. Depends where you want to eat. You can't right. really have a favorite, right? You know, so it's it's hard to have a favorite. <laughs> well, my mother says sometimes when people ask who her favorite daughter is, she says it depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> True. So I imagine you know that's exactly probably, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but do you think Bombay Club holds like this special place in your heart? It's my first restaurant. Right. I always keep it fresh and exciting. Um, but no, but I like others too. I like Rasika. I like Bindas. It's amazing. You know, yeah. I'm just saying, so it really depends um, what kind of a mood I am in. Right, what, right. What do I want to eat? You know? Well, I remember going to Rasika, Rasika, Rasika on D Street. Yes. And then I was so happy for you that you opened a second one on the West End. Yeah. I mean, it just was so exciting. Like, I, I honestly, I admire everything that you're doing somewhat from a distance, except we see each other, but it's incredible. Yeah, no, Rasika, Rasika became very popular, and um, and then we looked at the opportunity in the West End. Um, yeah, which is, yeah. I mean, it's gotten better. 
So, no, Western is fabulous. I mean, I'm I remember. Sure it's terribly popular, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very popular. You know, I remember standing with my chef outside of Rasika, not trying to be pompous about it. And I said to him, once we open the restaurant, this dead street will become alive. And it has, because at the corner of New Hampshire and M was right. usually dead. You go at night, you almost felt like scared. But Western have changed. <laughs> right. Nobody well, wanted to go. And was the Ritz there pre or post Rasika? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so that helps. Oh, yeah. yeah, I yeah. Mean, but still, that New Hampshire. Right. And M was dead. Whenever I say, is Ashok here, they're always like, well, he's coming, he's coming. It's like you have a magic carpet or something. How do you get from place to <laughs> it's place? It's not that hard, to be honest, because D.C. is, my restaurants are within four miles vicinity. Right? Even including Zababa? You I think, think Zababa is probably, yeah, less than, I guess less from mile, here. Yeah. And I, uh, here's the thing. I mean, I make an effort to go to all of them. Of course. There's, there's, there's two things there. You know, I get to see my staff, Okay which is a very important part of my business. And I get to see the guests. You know, I get to see yeah. Shelly Himes running my restaurant. <laughs> Thank you. You know, so I get to see the guests. And often enough, I get text messages and emails from my regular guests or friends who dine in the restaurant, say, if you're close by, come by and say hi. So, so it's, you know, it's, it's little social, little work, you know. It's a combination of both. So it's not so much, you know. It it's better like than sitting behind the desk, which I have to do, unfortunately, four or five hours a day. <laughs> What's the most creative part, do you think, of being a restaurateur? Designing the restaurant from scratch, working with the designer, designing the menu, the ambiance, the wine list, the whole bit. Putting it together is the fun part. Okay, and managing people isn't the fun. No, it's not. I know. <laughs> you know, so many. I got around 500 people in the company, so it's like God bless. Thank yeah, you yeah, from you know, everybody from Washington D.C. Yeah, Thank you mostly, very much. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you know, it's managing people. You know, different personality, different issues. Even though you always try to do your best. And then things fall through the crack. Are you constantly feeling like there's not enough time in the day? You know, I always work, you know, 10, 12 hours a day. So it's like when, I, when I'm done, I'm done. Right. Okay, so then, you know, period, yeah. And then what, like soccer, movies? Like, how do you unwind? <laughs> no, yeah. Too old for soccer, right? <laughs> you know, I like well, to... watching it. You know, well, well, yeah, so, um, no, I mean, I, I have a routine, which, you know, starting up, work out in the morning, and um, and then... Before my day ends in the office, before I start the rounds, you know, a little meditation for 10, 15 minutes before, yeah. And, you know, just just discipline is important. Look, I'm in around the food business, you know, a lot of us can drink and eat as much as we like. So discipline is important. So I have a routine, I stick to it. I um, am thinking of having a guest on in the next couple of weeks or months or something. But she's really into meditation, yeah. and I have been saying that I want to meditate yeah. forever, and I can't get myself to do it. But I, I appreciate that it's supposed to be so beneficial. It's a matter of starting once. Right. Um, and then everybody does the meditation in their own way. I, I, for me, I, I just need 10, 15 minutes for myself. Okay. And I think it helps, Shelly. For me, when I start, start the evening um, after the office you know, and uh, it just helps puts me in a positive and calm mood to go and deal with you know, issues. And you know, I'm sure it improves clarity and focus and yeah. and your I don't know your sense of well-being. Yeah, it's important, right? You know, to give your mind a rest. Yeah. Few minutes. 
You're listening to Lunch with Shelley. I was recently in Miami a um, couple of days ago, and I was trying to go to this very hot um, sort of a restaurant there, and, and they knew who I was, so, and then it helps, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> it, it helps mm-hmm. getting in, and, you know, and I think working for a good establishment, first of all, you, you're going to be proud of serving the food. Sure. You know the quality is going to be great. And um, and you, you, you and then you can communicate to the guests in the same way. You're comfortable serving it. I mean, if you work in a restaurant where you know your product is not good, how are you going to go and tell the guests? <laughs> Enjoy your salmon. Enjoy. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? you know so all right. those things, all those things play a role. You know. Are you ever able to turn it off? Like when you go to a restaurant, like you're on vacation or you're traveling, and you go somewhere, are you able to? say, Okay, I'm not going to. You know, <laughs> whether from service to food well, to you, ambiance, I'm, yeah. I'm going to turn it off and I'm just going to breathe a little bit. Or is it always functioning? I can't even do that. Whenever I go anywhere, I'm constantly <laughs> considering all of it because I love the business. So you do because you're sitting somewhere else and somebody puts the wrong fork and the wrong knife and right, the wrong knife serve you the different way. You say, okay, well, they're not being trained. So... Uh, but uh, it, it doesn't affect you as much as it might affect you when you're sitting in your own establishment. Mm-hmm. It's well, the weight of the weight of it being. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm intrigued by the uh, Miami trip. So, are you going to open a restaurant with a bunch of ceviche or something? <laughs> that's what I hear is true. I no, mean, I love ceviche, but that's what they're uh, eating apparently. Um, no, there were some opportunities there to look at different things, and people wanted me to do something in Miami. I, you know, we we really looking to expand. The, the Rasika brand to another city. At oh, good. So we'll see. I mean, I, I, I want to do it only if it makes sense, you know, and only if, if me and the team can execute it. So so it would be the Rasika brand, not Bombay, not... I think Miami, that, I don't know Miami can take Bombay Club. Right. You know, I think Bombay Club is very... Classy? Sophisticated, sophisticated is a better word. Rasika yeah. has, especially the Western hat has a youthfulness to it. Yeah. So, you know, and modern vibe to it, which is, you go to see where you're opening the restaurant and the location and what will fit in there, you know, so it's the way. That's cool. So, well, yeah, I, mean, I don't know whether it's right. going to happen or not, but I, you know. No, I, I think it's exciting just to think about the expansion. And I don't go to Miami that often. I do love Florida. But I think Miami would be great for a, a new spot. Yeah. It's hot. I know. And I don't like hot weather, so that may be a turn. Oh, really? No. I thought you meant hot as in hip, but you also mean Florida hot is hot as, as, as in temperature hot. hot. I'm an 84 uh, degree, 85 84, degree. 85 is perfect. Well, Not for you? For some of us. Really? <laughs> That's hilarious. 77 is perfect. But tell me, what was London like when you left in the 80s? Like, why leave London? You could always go back to London, right? right? right. So um, why you do go back fairly often? Well, pre-COVID a lot. Um, So you know, you're trying to establish yourself. You've been there, okay? Okay, and you want something new and exciting, and um, you wanted to start somewhere else and then go back. That was also the goal: was opening Bombay Club here and then going back and doing one there. But it just never worked out. But that's how life works. But I'm happy I'm here. You know, I mean, I have a lot of friends here, and you know, and a lot of people 
who come to the restaurants a lot. So it's, right. Uh, well, so I was going to ask you, like, do you ever fanboy out? I mean, apparently Angelina Jolie loves Rosika. Well, so yeah, do I mean, you happen to be there on the days that she's there? <laughs> happen to be there, but we don't bother her. You know, right. she's there to eat and drink and, you know, socialize. We don't. Uh, yeah, we, we have a lot of regulars like that, you know, but we often don't talk about who's here, who's not here. Right. But uh, these days, is nothing is hidden. You know, social media, boom. Before we say anything, people are talking about it, you know. It's incredible. So, yeah. Do you keep any space open just in case someone happens to pop in? There's always a table available or two. Or three. We don't really, you know, okay. we don't really keep table, but you know, it's, it's we treat everybody the same. Sure. You know, celebrity or not celebrity. Only exceptions is the White House. Right. Okay. Right. right. <laughs> so I learned that during uh, President Clinton's time, because we used to often uh, get. Uh, request last minute because he came to Bombay Club a lot but he came to all my other restaurants too but we always had that was always the exception but generally speaking I mean you know we had few years back and now Marilyn Albright is no longer here but it's and both the Secretary of State walked in without reservation there was no table here are you (laughs) kidding? no what did you do? Mrs. Clinton was the Secretary of State then and Marilyn Albright was the foreman so they stood at the uh, they stood at the bar. We had no table in the dining room. So, but, you know, we nobody called us. They come in. So, anyway, so, of course, we were able to find a table for them in, you know, a few minutes or whatever. They waited. They were patient. They were talking. And, you know, so it's... Uh, That's hilarious. Yeah. You are listening to Lunch with Shelley. So, there was a lot made about... Uh, the Bidens ordering the same entree. Yeah. Isn't that so weird? I mean, I think so weird that people cared about it and it became a conversation. Yeah, but you know, what are your thoughts on My that? thoughts on this, I did not read any one of those stories. Okay. Really? <laughs> it doesn't, I mean, you it know, like I mean, you, you go out to eat. Newsy. I mean, you go out to eat, to eat, you know, I mean, if you all, look, I go you out to eat. You want the same thing? You want the same no, thing? No, yeah, you want the same. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I eat out with uh, Andrea and we order different things. We taste, we try different things. It's fine, but they order the same thing, which is fine as well. <laughs> right, right. You know, it's. it's uh, Can you believe it made like yeah. such headlines? No, I know. Washington Post covered it on the, I think, in the style section or food section or something. Yeah, I do think it is odd to order the same thing, but I also think it was odd for it to get so much attention. Yeah, <laughs> this is not that important. Right. Why are people talking about it? Well, it was actually sort of cute weird. because, well, my husband and I don't have the same taste, so I doubt we would order the same thing, but. I've gone to lunch with girlfriends, and we've all ordered the same thing. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, look, if people come for a function. There's a two options: salmon or a chicken. Right, <laughs> right. So, That's a good point. You know, so most but people. But in a restaurant with a plethora of <laughs> yeah, options. I know. So, it's, uh... so of all your restaurants. What would you suggest for a DC date night? Oh, that's a, DC a good question. Girls' night, <laughs> and then somewhere just trying to get dinner with the family and take them out. But you got to choose different ones for each one. So the date night. So DC be, date night. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, the first date you want to be a little more relaxed than you know, mm-hmm. serious, intense. Um, <laughs> if you want, if you want to impress Annabelle. Yeah. Right? Okay. 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 Yeah. You want a little relaxed, but still want to impress Labis. And if your date is adventurous, and first date at Rasika. Or second date at Bombay Club. Bombay Club is a little more formal. Okay. Um, with the family. With the family. If you have young kids, you know. Rasika, I guess. Bindas. Bind- oh, Bindas, yes. Bindas. I haven't been there yet. 
Bindas. You haven't been there? The downtown, downtown Bindas will do well. Um, and uh, Shelly's hanging out with the girls for girls night. They should Rashika. call me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you haven't even said to Baba. I will. I'll be texting you like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's, great. That's great. That's hilarious. Claude and I are having the absolute best time and best meal at the Bombay Club. Mm-hmm. And we sincerely thank Ashok for being an incredible guest. How great was he, right? Um, unbelievable. The fact that he goes to every one of his restaurants. It's incredible. I know. ridiculous to me. So everybody listening, <laughs> when you go to one of his 10 restaurants that are so delicious, ask for him and see what they say. Yeah. He might be there or he'll be on his way <laughs> or you just missed him. But tell him that you listen to this podcast. So please do listen to the podcast. Share it. Download it. And in the meantime, peace, love, and lunch.